Hi, my name is Micah Norgard, a yoga and meditation teacher in the Washington, D.C. area, and this is Sacred Exchange, a podcast that tells the stories of those that have set out to heal themselves in different modalities. Each guest will focus on what set them on their path to healing and the why and how of that practice. From yoga to the healing arts, this is a sacred exchange of methods and tools to heal. Hi, everyone. Today, we are back here on Sacred Exchange, and you know who I am. I'm Micah, and today I'm joined by Brett Ribeiro, a yoga teacher, a car mechanic, I should say auto mechanic, and a husband, father, and just so much more. A new friend, but one that I'm looking forward to building a wonderful relationship with to bring you some different but similar yoga. Brett, go ahead and let the listeners know who you are. Hey, thank you so much, Michael. So like like you said, my name is Brett Rivero. Um, it is my belief that everyone has the power inside of them to create true death. And that in our worlds where we have so many different things jarring for our attention, that what we do and who we are by focusing in and connecting deeper gives us the ability to create our true life. Nice. And so, yeah. Yeah. So Brett is here to talk to us today about something that is amazing about yoga, that yoga is both healing of the physical body, the mental body and the spiritual body. But Brett has an amazing story of how yoga breath healed his physical body from a actual physical injury, right? And so Brett, tell us a little bit about this injury that happened and maybe what led up to it? Could you just talk about that a little bit? So, yeah. So, you know, um, I was a hockey player uh, for the first third of my life, I'd like to say. Uh, and I also like to say I lived nine lives. You know, I'm grateful to still be here. And um, I never really took care of myself. Uh, physically, I worked out. But mentally and emotionally, I bottled everything up. You know, you're a hockey player. You're a tough guy. So what do you do? You fight. You, you bottle it up. What's the next best step after that? Well, you become a mechanic where everybody in the shop thinks they're the best mechanic in the world. <laughs> that's that's what all mechanics think. And so the next step for being a tough guy is, is to become a mechanic. And so I would work 10 hour shifts and then um, was chasing, you know, money and things. And so I would work on houses and had rental properties, a few race cars and, you know, typical drank a few beers every single night, didn't sleep well, and it eventually caught up with me. As someone who also used to bottle up their energy all the time or their emotions, as I'll say, um, and then just had no release, mine started to show up in chronic pain, right? And my body was just always just in aches and pain, and I never knew how to get rid of it until yoga. And then you were telling me in a, a previous story before that of how the injury actually happened right when you were like oh no and you couldn't move anymore can you share a little bit about that moment and what from that time period of that injury until that spark 
and you know what I'm talking about, that spark, right? <laughs> so yeah, so you know, when when you're you're in that mental space, which we all get into, and I don't blame anyone for being in that place of chasing things. I mean, in society, we're we're literally taught to chase things, and so no one's giving us that extra space to understand ourselves. And so, just like a lot of people, I was in that place of chasing money, chasing cars. And at that time, you know, I had a, I have, I still have a beautiful wife, you know, and at that time I had a beautiful wife. I had amazing kids. I had everything anyone could ever want. I was making six figures. I had four race cars. Um, but there was something deep inside of me and it, and it just it wasn't right. And I started to go have numbness in my hands. And of course, I just pushed through it, uh, pushed through this. You know, don't be a wuss, get through this. What you're always told, right? And so I just drink a few more beers every night, numb the pain, move forward. And then I was leaning over a car. And as I was leaning over a car, I just got stuck and I couldn't move. And my hands felt like needles were going through them. And it felt like somebody was stabbing me in between my shoulder blades. So I tried to move and stand up all the way. And as I did, my, my arms were completely numb. I had no feeling. C5 and C6 decided to go opposite directions. And when that happened, that just put severe nerve damage and, and that nerve damage made it so that I couldn't feel my fingers. So I went to a specialist and they said, oh, wait, no problem. We'll just operate, you know? So uh, I said no to that. I, I, I believe that the medical profession definitely has its place and we need to go and get help. But I also believe that the body has the innate ability to heal. And so a month before this happened, which of course, you know, happened for a beautiful reason, I went to a yoga class with my wife, hot power yoga. And I got my ass handed to me. I mean, just straight handed to me. I was sweating so hard. I was working out for an hour and a half every single day at that time, you know? And it just, I'm looking around and all these people are just hustling through and connecting and breathing and flowing. And I'm just pouring. And I looked down at my mat, it's drenched. I'm trying to catch my breath. And we walked out and I'm like, what just happened to me? What is this strange world? I'm never doing this again. You know, the total ego just came right out. This is stupid. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so, so a month later, this happens and I break my spine and there's no other choice but to find something different. And so I look back at that moment and said, well, the yoga thing, there was something there. I have no idea what it was, but there was something. So I picked up a really old Shivananda book and it went through very subtle movements. It went through breath work. It went through meditation. And I just started every morning training myself. It was always five steps forward, 10 steps back because there was, there was no one there to help me. I was very stubborn and I wanted to do it myself. But the beauty of that was, is I had to go inwards. And so six months, six months, and I started to be able to feel my fingers. And, and when that happened, it really changed my perspective about yoga. Um, but the really amazing thing is, is as my spine began to heal, my shoulders began to be less tense. I felt my hips open up. I was able to do some physical exercise uh, in the form of running again. So I would go running. And I was running one night. It was very, very dark um, after everybody went to bed. And I just started bawling, just uncontrollably crying. Uh, and and I, I had no idea what was going on at the time. I, I was not a, a crier. I always held everything in. And I was just running and crying and running and crying. And it just kept going and going. And um, it finally clicked for me that I'd held everything in 
since I was a little kid of eight years old, believing that I was not strong enough, believing that I didn't have the strength, the willpower, that I wasn't deserving. That's why I became a hockey player, to show everybody I was tough. That's why I became a mechanic, to show everybody that I was strong. But in reality, internally, I was broken, which is a beautiful thing, because through yoga, through fixing my spine, through healing my body, I was able to connect deeper with myself and enter into my emotions and my mind and really spread my awareness from, wow, I can feel my hands again, to, oh, I've had all this inside of me and I've never known it, nor have I ever tried to deal with it. Okay, well, let me start to do that. Brett, I could not, I, if I had a sheet of paper here just tallying, you know, with check marks or, hash marks, all the similarities that I just experienced through that story of yours, I think I would be about five or six. And that's another reason why I think we just resonate. Um, as a self-made individual myself, and then also having to join the Marine Corps to prove that masculinity, and then continuing as a bartender in DC, you know, whatever I could do to be masculine, right? Um, and I broke my body. I broke my mind. I broke my spirit, actually. The spirit was the, for me, was the one that was just torn to pieces from the moral injuries and so forth. And it shows up in your physical body, in numbness, in loss of dexterity, and loss of movement, right? It, you can see it when someone goes into a handstand, right? If someone goes into a handstand, if, if they're afraid, their body tenses up, they, they're not going to go up. But if you go with confidence, with lightness, you might overshoot a couple times, you know, but at least you're floating. <laughs> and it's the same, you know, it's the same thing as what you're doing is you're alchemizing your thoughts and your chemistry and your body by sitting there, breathing and actually going in depth, this creating depth, this creating sacred space, whatever you want to call it. It's so healing. And the fact that you have, mine was a little bit of physical, but yours was the C5, right? That, that's the spine. And as we all know, the spine, the, the shushumana, that central line, that central channel of energy, when it's off, especially like that, wow, your body had to heal itself. It had to. And that's just, it's just a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that. So. You have all this awareness now. You've created this depth in your practice. How is that translated to your present life? And how does that, you know, we, I, it always seems to go, you know, on the mat and then off the mat. How has this helped you off the mat? That's a, you know, it's a very good question. And I definitely appreciate you sharing. And I'm so grateful that we resonate, you know, with where we've been and where we are and how we are. Um, you know, it's very interesting when you start to create changes like that in yourself, it really ripples um, outward. And so I started to look around at what I was doing. And, um, you know, I was working myself still into the ground, but I started to feel as if there was another way. And so you don't really know how to make things happen. Um, because it's a very drastic change from what you're used to. 
you know, it's like you open your eyes. You know, um, there's a beautiful saying, the acorn sees from the acorn's eyes. It, it looks around, you know, and it sees as an acorn. But as that acorn grows into an oak, well, it sees through its branches. It still includes the acorn. It is it's still the same entity, but it's a whole different world to it. And that's really what happened is I started to see things drastically differently. I started to see the light in my children. You know, I, I started to see when they would come to me with their woes and, and sometimes, you know, they would, they would keep going on a certain thing. Whereas before I get very frustrated and not like I don't still get frustrated sometimes, <laughs> but I'd be able to take a step back and wonder what's going on here. You know, oh, they, um, they're looking for a little bit of attention just one on one. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Why would I ever get upset at that? Or, or when my wife is, is, you know, she's doing something and she looks a little bit perturbed. You know, it's not, hey, there's no reason to act like that. It's, huh, okay, let me feel this out. What, what do we have here? Oh, you know, she, um, she had a long day. She doesn't feel like doing X, Y, and Z. I don't blame her. Let's, let's help out here instead of getting frustrated. And, you know, that turned into a waterfall of effects all throughout my life. And I looked around, I was working at a Mercedes dealership at the time, making very good money. Uh, you know, only six months in there, they basically put me up through the ranks through all of the, you know, 25 top guys they already had there. So by all rights and respect, I was treated extremely well. But I saw the energy and I saw the atmosphere and I saw that this just was no connection. There's no connection. And I realized that, well, this life, yes, we are given situations and circumstances, but at the same time, we can also create, we can choose, and we could start down different paths. And, and so I, um, I just did that. I went and I just said, hey, I appreciate everything you guys have done, um, but I'm going to have to leave this place. You know, and I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And it worked out beautifully. I found a very nice gentleman to work for that knows I have to take care of my family, realizes my mission in life is to give back and um, really help others through transformation. It rippled through my extended family. Um, you know, it, it even changed the way that I spent the majority of my time and my energy. And, and so, you know, these changes that we have, which you know, um, they, they, they are very subtle. And at the same time, they can be very drastic. Have you ever had that experience? I'm just laughing here in the background, just going, because <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is so consistency and repetition leads to this cumulative effect of this awareness. And then this wide lens perspective, you know, the acorn to the branch, it, it flips your perspective on seeing challenges as hard, but seeing challenges as hills to climb and can't wait to it makes you an explorer of the life and what i mean by that is like you said when you see your wife and you see that she's upset maybe or perturbed and you go you know old mike it would have been like uh-uh, none of that nope. <laughs> have, uh, no i gotta make everything right i gotta make it yeah. right i gotta make her happy you have to be happy or am happy for me but right. you know but now i step back and i go Oh, 
what is the root of that? Let them process, offer space. Because how do I want to deal with my emotion? I want time. I want space. I want to be able to explore them without external factors. Um, so being able to take other people's perspectives into account and to really not disturb someone else's peace was this just overall theme that came with this practice. And it was to not only not disturb someone else's peace, but to maintain your own peace, to keep that peace. Mm. So yeah, I guess I have had that same experience. <laughs> yes, and that's, and that's beautiful the way that you described it because I've, I've often seen listening is one of the skills that most of us lack. I mean, honest listening. In a conversation, there's always four people talking when there's only two. When we're having a conversation and we are not in the moment, not only am I projecting words, but my thoughts are still going. And then the other person is projecting words and their thoughts are still going. So it's four people constantly in a conversation. It's no wonder why we cannot connect deeper. But when we have the ability to, like you said, to create space, to put down those voices in our head, and to really sit and listen, that creates true connection. And even when I do feel some emotion, sensations in my body, I found that when I connect with my breath and I just breathe and I listen and imagine myself as transparent. So when the other person is talking, it's not like I am not there. I am there. I am looking at them. I am breathing and I am letting the words go through me until the point where I say I am here. So I've given them space to not only express themselves, but also to do it empty. And then when I arrive, I show up. And then I listen intently. And as I listen intently, that space broadens. And we can all do this by connecting with our breath. And just like you said, knowing that we don't have to fix everything, sometimes just sitting and being allows for other people to solve their own issues. And, and it's such a beautiful thing because I have conversations with my sons now where I simply allow them to speak and then I ask them very simple questions. You know, they tell me how they feel. I'm very frustrated, Dad. You're frustrated, son? And then they'll go, why they're frustrated? And then after they go, why they're frustrated, I'll ask them another very simple, basic question directly correlated to why they are frustrated. And then sometimes they'll solve their own problems, which is gorgeous because at their age, all I had was frustrated and get away from me so I can punch and kick them. You know, that's, that's all I had at that age. Um, and it doesn't go that way every single time. Sometimes they still look at me and go, you're an idiot, dad. And I'm like, that's okay too, bro. Like, we're still here. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, but there are those moments by creating that space and asking questions of empathy and connection um, can really give each individual person their own ability to connect and solve their problems. Yeah, but it's that creating that depth, creating that space, right? And so for the everyday listener, you know, <clears throat> someone that doesn't practice yoga, 
maybe has done it once or twice or just you know doesn't understand about how to create some depth for themselves how how could an everyday individual create some depth to use in their everyday life that's a that's a great question um and i really appreciate that so i believe awareness is one of the key aspects of creating depth and and by awareness i mean just understanding how you feel sensations that are in your body or the thoughts that are going on in your head so awareness isn't some woo-woo bullshit thing that's up in the air it's simply when you get cut off and you're driving and you're getting ready to flip that person off or drop the f-bomb on them it's just taking that one breath just to go inhale exhale and then the thought so instead of being reactive you then become active so that one simple breath creating that awareness gives you the ability to go hmm that guy pissed me off i'm getting ready to flip them off right now okay i see that i'm getting ready to do that i'm still going to do it but i recognize that i'm going to do it and that minute thing that little thing that you can do or when you're having a self-talk conversation where that rambling in your head is just like oh you're you're not good enough this is stupid why are you doing this and just taking that one breath just breathing in breathing out seeing it oh i realize right now i'm pretty frustrated with what i'm doing okay i'm going to keep on going here being frustrated but i see that i'm frustrated because that minute instinct that grows and it grows over time and then it turns into oh i don't have to react to this situation this is a waste of my energy i'm just going to let this go and so that awareness that anyone can do whether you practice yoga or not whether you meditate or not you can breathe you can create awareness and it's a very simple thing that we all we've lost connection with and that gives us the ability to go deeper to understand ourselves better and to be more aware of that deep connection that we have that's always available to us remember the breath that is my so at the end of my class Brett I don't think you know this but I usually say a little bit of a phrase kind of like a sign off it's remember the breath remember your energy and remember your divinity but I don't really share with a lot of people so here's the cat out of the bag I guess cuz I'm going to let it all out on the podcast mm-hmm. um the reason why I remember that saying so much is that is when that is my reaction right so let's say someone something an external factor or even my internal speech disturbs my peace right that peace that i've worked so hard for to maintain my mantra is to first remember the breath so i take a deep breath i check my energy what is my energy saying what are my emotions saying why is it here why is it like this and then i remember that each and every single one of us that is listening to this podcast whether you practice yoga believe or don't believe but there is a spark within you a spark of divinity that spirit that consciousness whatever makes you you that's in you you can't deny that so remember that remember what that means to you and that's always been 
my go-to since I found this path. So the fact that you said, remember the breath, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's the most powerful thing that we have. It's the first thing we do and the last thing we do. So it's very pretty freaking powerful. So I want to say thank you for sharing, you know, a little bit about your past, a little bit about your wonderful family, your wonderful practice. And is there a certain way, well, before we get to that, um, is there, what would be the easiest way for our listeners to stay in contact with you? And of course, we'll put all the information in the show notes before, but where is the easiest way for them to get a little bit more of you? Yeah, so you can go to um, my website, Legion Yoga, and it just shows a little bit what I'm about. But um, really, Instagram, I try to connect um, deeply on Instagram with honesty and um, with a little bit of philosophy. And uh, so that, that'd be the other best place. Awesome. And again, we'll put all those, all those uh, links and information below. And Brett. Is there a particular way that you would like to say thank you and goodbye to the listeners? Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you letting me do that. So, you know, if you're listening to this, just always remember that there's no one that has more power than you do. The power that you have inside of yourself of compassion, of truth of patience, of connection, and of love is ever abundant. And as you go deeper inside of yourself, whether you practice yoga or not, you can create the internal presence that eliminates all of the external noise. So thank you very much for listening, and I'm very grateful and honored to have this opportunity. Listeners, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Sacred Exchange podcast. Make sure you leave a review in comments below. And if you are inspired and felt the call to share a part of your healing story, use the email in the description and reach out. Until next time, keep unraveling, keep learning, and remember your breath, your energy, and divinity.